course, on today's show, we've got uh, picks for in the N- NFL. So, of course, uh, this is Mitch. I, I messed up the podcast uh, play button, so uh, I just have to kind of restart here. But, um, yeah, it's, of course, Mitch from PickDogs.com and SportsChatPlace.com. Free picks in every single sport, every single day on those websites. But, um, of course, here on the live show, we go live every, every day. Uh, going over the entire day's card. We've got NFL football. It's opening night in Kansas City. We've got college football. It's opening night for my Miami Hurricanes. We've got Major League Baseball, an abbreviated card, but um, you know, not, not horrible. Well, not great either. But, um, and then we've got uh, NBA playoffs, just one game and one NHL playoff game. So kind of a, a brief card, but you know, there's at least some substance to it. And it, of course, my canes are on, so <laughs> for me, it's a great day. <laughs> Anyways, I'm really excited about tonight's uh, canes opener, but let me bring in the guys. We've got Brian Bittler, and we got Chris and Rod are backwards. We'll have to fix their stuff, and that's fine. This way, we'll cut Chris off. Um, anyways, um, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Morning. So what has everyone got going on today, Brian? You know, yesterday I got smoked in the premium, so I'm going to guess that you probably had a really good day. Uh, I wouldn't say really good. Two and one's just okay. But I did add a late play in the Raptors. That was a nice hit. But you know what? Today, I'm more excited about today. That was yesterday. So, yeah. I can tell you everybody what I got my premium picks actually real quick. College football, NBA, NFL, all three plays, 29.95. Last year's number one college football handicapper, 57% of the year I've hit. Three straight opening on NFL. I'm going to do it again tonight. How about you, Rod? Uh, for me, I got uh, seven plays up there, seven bets uh, across five sports. Uh, one NBA, one NHL, one NFL, one college football, and then three baseball. How about you, Chris? Anyways, Chris is uh, not only late, his sound is bad. Um this is why we're supposed to get together five minutes before the show. Anyways, uh, we got NFL action tonight. I, I have a, a five-pack out there. NFL, college football, NBA, Major League Baseball. It's the regular sports. So five picks, 30 bucks. And, of course, we have our best of the live show package. But uh, we got NFL kicking off in Kansas City. And, uh, you know, one thing we saw from the Houston Texans last year, and a lot of people seem to be on the Texans in this game, um, heavy public action on an underdog, which is usually not a good sign. But um, Deshaun Watson's got a new set of wide receivers there. Cobb, he's got um, Brandon, uh, the guy that changes teams every single year now, the wide receiver, Brandon Cooks. And uh, he's got, uh, you know, he got, they got David Johnson, which they traded Hopkins for, which is, doesn't make any sense. And, of course, um, you know, their main wide receiver in, in Houston who, uh, I don't know, he never really makes it out of the first quarter of the first game. The guy seems to be injured all the time. And, you know, J.J. Watt, who's, you know, one of the greatest defenders to play the game when he's healthy, and uh, Bernardrick McKinney. So, you know, the Texans, they have a solid team there. They're up in Kansas City, you know, Arrowhead, traditionally a tough place to play, but with no fans in the stands. A little bit different scenario there, but you still got Patrick Mahomes. You still got Chris Jones in the middle of that defensive line who uh, busted up the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I think he could have easily been the MVP. 
uh, some of the best skill position players all over the place. I mean, this Kansas City Chiefs team doesn't look to be worse than last year. Adding uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at running back, they might be better. Brian, what do you think? I think I'm going to lean to the under in this game. The Chiefs defense is kind of underrated. I think they have a big uh, – I think both defenses come to play tonight. So I'm going to lean to the under here. I mean, you always talk about the numbers and the, the uh, people on one side or the other, and you have a massive public dog here. Um, what do you think about that action, you know, with so much of the public on an underdog? It's, it's just rare, um, especially a Texans team that when they lost last year, every loss was double digits. I mean, they got smoked. Uh, what I'm seeing, the side that I use, I see 43% of the bets on the Texans with 36% of the money. So for me, it's the other side. But me and you have been differing on some of our uh, public public betting percentages. Uh, for bad, me, yeah, bad uh, Texans look like a sharper play, but I don't know. I can't really say for sure on that. Yeah, I think Dana Lane nailed it last last night on the 6 o'clock show. Dana said something that was really interesting. Because, you know, He's the number one baseball handicapper, and he said – you know, all the line movement and all that other stuff, it's all great, and it's all kind of like gravy. He's like, but first you have to handicap the game, you know? And it's like, that's always the number one thing. It's like, first you handicap the game, then you look at the line movement. It's like, you know, and the example that he used, which I thought was just awesome, you know, and it's like, I love the 6 o'clock show. I, you know, even when I'm not I on, I listen to the show. He's like, if you're, if you're going to go to Disney World, you got to go to Disneyland first, or else you're going to be disappointed. And I think he's, I think he, I think he pretty much nailed it. And it's like, he said, that's why he's number one in baseball. He handicaps the games first. And he's like, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for a one or two point win. In, you know, when it comes to line movement, I'm looking for a 10 point win. He's like, those aren't my best bets. He goes, where there's a one point, two point line movement. He's like, these are not the games that I'm looking at, you know? And he's, he, it was, it was just, uh, you know, as someone that does this professionally for a long time. It was just refreshing. I think, I think Dane is the smartest guy in the business. And his, I mean, he's very articulate, just awesome uh, handicapper. But me and him are a little bit different. Like, when I saw that Raptors line drop about a point, I, I kind of knew that it was going to be a tight game. I didn't yeah, that, know. But, but how many, how many, how many of the lines have moved, especially on the totals in the NBA in the bubble, yeah. where, the, where it's gone the other way? I'd say 95%. So I, mean, I hate, I, you know, I, I have <laughs> I to say that, that it's been, the, the line movement hasn't really shown us much. In these NBA games, but that Raptors game, and we'll get to the NBA in a second. I mean, if if you're gonna officiate a game like that, um, it took the Celtics eight minutes of basketball, ten minutes of basketball, just to come back from the technical foul and the six points they gave the Raptors at that time. They gave the Raptors six points, like in the middle of the game, and then they just continued to give them points. It was like. If you're if you're gonna say that one team doesn't have a chance to win the game, then just don't even play it. It's like I don't I I I make picks that lose. I took the Marlins on yesterday's show, right? Yep, I'm so I'm man up to it. But it's like if you're gonna have a game that's a hundred percent decided by bad officiating, then just don't even play it and just say for just say all the bets are this is how they landed and that's it. And you see it in the NFL. You see, it in, you see it in all sports. And the NBA has always been pretty good about it. But last night's Raptors-Celtics game was offensive. It was offensive, oh, yeah. man. The Celtics clearly won that game by a, by a lot. They just gave the Raptors points. It was like, it was ridiculous. It was like the Celtics couldn't have, pl- Tatum couldn't have shot any worse. And they still were going to win. 
They were going to win Probably by double digits. In the overtime, you really saw the heart of the Raptors. It would never sure. should have even been close to overtime. The Celtics, at that point, when they called the technical foul in the third quarter and gave him three shots on top of it, and then, and then they hit another three. So it was seven points they gave the Raptors in one possession. That was the game. That was when that was the Celtics. It took them a very long time to come back from that. It was ridiculous. The officiating from start to finish was was horrific in that game. It's like I, I lose bets, and you know what? Like I said, I took the Marlins on this show yesterday. I took the Tigers too. I lost by thirty by forty something runs in two games. Okay, that's that's how good my picks were yesterday. But I'll tell you one thing. That self that that I've seen other games like this, you know, in NFL games where they can't spot the ball correctly, college football games where they don't spot the ball in the right spot. It's like, just don't even bother playing the game. I don't understand how how a team can't walk off the court. Yeah, I had the Celtics. Of course, I did. It was it was horrific. It's like and 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 losing is part of betting. I never say, "Hey, I win every game" or anything like that. But it's like if you're not going to give us even a chance to win the game, then just say it. Say it right after they tip off, and you have my money. Say well, it. Maybe the NBA wanted a, a seven game. Of course, here. obviously, obviously they they needed it. You know, they needed the seventh game. They even switched it to put it in the primetime spot on Friday night, too. Yeah. It's like, you know, that was ridiculous, man. It's like, why bother? It's like, I, I've seen football games like this, too. And it's usually the Patriots. I mean, I've seen I've seen it a million times. But it was just, it was frustrating to see it from the NBA. Anyways, Rod, Texans and the Chiefs, uh, back to the NFL here. Uh, we'll get back to the NBA as well. But Texans and the Chiefs. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you got, you know, what what answers do the Texans have? These teams played at the end of last season. The Chiefs have gotten better, right? The Chiefs added to their roster and got better. The Texans traded away their best player, their best wide receiver, their whole offense. Um, what's going to be different tonight? I mean, what's what was the tonight? score of that game? Was it 41-7, to seven? something like that? The, when the, the when these guys met in January last year, just a couple months ago, fifty-two thirty-one. Yeah, fifty-two to thirty-one. I think, I think that I one. think they spotted the Texans uh, like twenty-five points or something, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is it twenty-one nothing or something? Yeah, something. Like Twenty twenty-four nothing. Well, it, it was something like that. Yeah, Crazy. It was fifty-one thirty-one, and yeah, Houston was Houston was up twenty-four to nothing. Was was what was exactly what happened? It was twenty four nothing in the second quarter. By halftime, the Chiefs had the Chiefs had pulled the Chiefs had had gotten to the lead, and uh, you know it, they just went on from there. They just you know continued the hammering. Anything changed since January twelfth? Well, yeah, a lot. It's a lot of time uh, of not playing football. Uh, how much of these teams really got together and played a lot of football? Not a whole lot. Uh, how much summer camp did they get? Not a whole lot. Um, for me, this game goes over if uh, if the Chiefs, if the Chief, if the Texans come out and get a lead early, just like that last game, the Texans got out to a lead early, and then the Chiefs come back and and blow them out. Um, but I'm with Brian. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead to the under here. Well, it's four, uh, it's, think, four, it's forty percent capacity at the game, so it's not no fans. It's forty percent capacity. The oh, is that forty percent? 
So I, I think that I think that makes a difference. And Arrowhead's nice. Arrowhead's the loud the loudest right of the state. Sac- Arrowhead and uh, Seattle, the two loudest stadiums. Do you like the under there? You said yeah. So for me, I'm going to go with the under here. Opposite under. Brian. All right, Chris. What do you see here? Uh, you see anything different than we saw in January, or uh, you know, you know, and and the time off. You know, let's talk a little bit about the time off here too. It's like you know, we didn't see a preseason. Um, you know, Bill Callahan's style is kind of like I don't really understand his offense. I never really have, but you know, kind of he has his quarterback kind of run around the pocket and th- throw hail marys and hope that DeAndre Hopkins um, somehow grabs it and he's not there to do it anymore that's kind of his offense and then you know Andy Reid is like this short passing game like you know short 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 but he has a guy that can throw it down the field too um who do you think you know this this is an advantage to I mean it's I an advantage. it's an advantage to the Texans if you want to, if you want to keep I mean yes Mahomes can throw the ball deep and he can get it down there but it was just going to be a bunch of short passes and 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 possession. I think the uh, I think the um, the Texans acquiring David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins shows they want to switch it to more of a a run based possession based offense. And if that's the offense they're going to run, they're going to chew up a lot of clock. They're not going to let Kansas City have the ball. They're not going to let Kansas City on the field. So I think it um I think it uh, benefits Houston here. All right. I, I I beg to differ on on many of the points here, but that's okay, you know. And can I add can I add one thing to the whole conversation? Oh, absolutely. I really think the referees are going to try to keep this game as well in hand as they can. I don't think they're going to want to see a fifty three thirty five blowout on opening night. So I don't know. Look we've for some bad calls. We've we've seen them before. <laughs> we we certainly have seen them before. Um, you know so. Um, especially in this in the Super Bowl champions, since they've gone to the Super Bowl champion games, it used to be on Monday night. Um, one year, the Giants, I think it was against the Bears, was like seventy eight to nothing. <laughs> I mean, it was like you know, and it's like I've seen a bunch of them. I think you know the favorite is covered in these games almost every single year, but maybe tonight is different. Um, you know, I, I just think you know, for me, I, I'm and you know, I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes, but. You know, you have a team that, you know, in the Texans that kind of hasn't really gotten there. They had to do something at running back with the, and get David Johnson because they haven't had a running back in a very long time. Last year they had Lamar Miller. He was injured, right, before the season even started. And then it was a scramble all season long to get running backs. DeAndre Hopkins wanted a lot of money, and they weren't going to pay him. At least why? It's like kind of like – I think – I think not paying DeAndre Hopkins is sort of like trading Mookie Betts. It just doesn't make any sense if you want to win football games, right? It's like, if you want to win, then why are you going to trade? I mean, what are you going to get that's going to be better than that? Because DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver in the NFL, right? He's a top five guy. He's the guy that can make the miracle catches. I mean, his catches that aren't catches that are out of bounds or whatever are better than catches than 99% of the other guys can even make. I mean, you think that Odell Beckham, you know, amazing catch that he made like that. DeAndre Hopkins makes 20 of those a game. It's like, you know, he does those all day long. And it's like, and, and instead you put Randall Cobb in there. I mean, I could, I could see, I understand the, um, I can understand the, the other wide receiver pickup, right? It's kind of like, 
he's good, he's fast, whatever. He probably mixes well with Hopkins' style. But, but um, I mean, with uh, Watson's style at QB, but uh, I don't know. Look for, look for Kenny Stills to score the first touchdown in that game. That's my prop bet there. Yeah, Kenny Stills, you know, I mean, I think the Texans have made some curious, curious moves, you know, uh, over the past few years. I mean, Laramie Tunsil for two first-rounders. It's like, he's not that good. I got news for you. He's not that good. He's not. Anyways, we'll move on. NFL action. Well, of course, we'll have NFL action covered Sunday. Maybe I'm, I'm going to start it. I'm doing a new uh, show on Wednesdays and Fridays, and um, it's just going to be me. So Wednesdays and Fridays with Mitch, kind of like our Mondays with Mitch. Kind of get asked me any questions, but I'm thinking about maybe adding a football segment where I have, you know, one of the guys on, and we'll just go through the card on, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do uh, Saturday's card on Wednesday and uh, Thursday, uh, Sunday's card on uh, Friday or something. You know, I don't know. We're going on Wednesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern time every single week. And that show's subject to change the times. We'll figure it out as we go. But uh, new show. Pretty excited about it. Anyways, my canes are in action. We got college football. I talked, I've been talking a big game about this one. And, uh, you know, I'm not wavering one bit. I think Miami absolutely smashes UAB. I think they make a statement that we're back thing. I think it's is a big thing. I, Manny Diaz, like me, you know, grew up exactly how I did. I mean, his father was the mayor of Miami, so a little different than me, right? But um, Manny Diaz, his father was the mayor of Miami, you know, growing up there. And uh, he grew up in the stands of the Orange Bowl just like I did. And when you grow up in the stands of the Orange Bowl, it's a different type of football fan than you have Across the rest of college football. We're not the rah-rah Michigan fans. We're not the, you know, rah-rah Alabama fans. Or the, you know, we're not any of those things. We are Canes fans, and we are a little different and a little harder to tolerate, and I understand all those things. And it's like, you know, because the Miami mentality has always been us against the world. It's always been we're never going to get the respect that, you know, that these other guys get just having a season. We never are going to get that. So we have to earn it every time out. And the way that we earn that is by beating up on everybody else. And we haven't been able to do that for quite some time. You know, I haven't been able to do it. Haven't had the guns. A couple of years ago, Mark Rick put together a team that looked like they were able to do it, but they, were, they didn't have the depth. And then by week 10, week 11, they had lost half their roster. You know, and they were depleted. By the time they got to the ACC championship game against Clemson, they were a shell of the team that they had just, you know, a month earlier that blew out Notre Dame. But this year, Miami, a little bit different. Bringing a quarterback you know, that's done it all already. And, I mean, he stays healthy. I don't think there's much that's going to stop this Canes team from hitting the ACC championship game and hitting it undefeated, well, except for the Clemson game, right, <laughs> that they have during the regular season. But I could see Miami and Clemson both being undefeated heading into that game. And uh, with Miami quickly moving up the rankings um, after tonight when they see what's, what's in store for them. Um, I know a lot of people say some things, well, Miami's this, Miami that, whatever. I say come down and take a look at our trophy case in Coral Gables, and you tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead, Brian. Tell me I'm wrong. I know you're going to. 
Uh, in this game, I see a lot of fast-paced action. I think both teams are going to put up some points. So I'm going to lean to the over here. I think it, even though the public's on the over, I'm going to take the over as well. How about you, Rod? Uh, I'm, I'm, I agree. I think this is definitely going to be lopsided. Um, Miami's coach does like to play defense, though. Um, how many points can UAB help you to get the over? Are they, I don't see them letting them score 28 points here. Um, I'm going to take the under. Give me the under 55. Manny Diaz was the defensive coordinator at Texas, um, of course, and then the defensive coordinator at Miami. Miami was fourth in the nation in tackles for a loss last season, despite being just six and seven. Chris? 41-10? 10 Miami defense traditionally. See, what Manny Diaz is bringing back to Miami is traditional Miami football. It's going to take a little while. The first time we, had, we built traditional Miami football, it took five years under Howard Schnellenberger. Right? And it took five years, and, and that's what it takes, you know? It's a different style of football. It is super aggressive on defense. It is man coverage, blitz everybody, and then offensively, it's, you know, just speed everywhere. And I think that's what we're going to see from this Canes team. I, I really do. Chris, what are you thinking? I always like Derek King from his time in Houston, and I, I just, Mitch, I think you nailed it right on the head. I think this, this Clemson-Miami game is going to see two undefeated teams in it later in the season. So and I think it starts with a blowout over UAB here, who gave up 35 to a Central Arkansas team that had a, a lot less talent. So uh, give, give, me, give me Miami here. I could, I, could see this, I could see this being just absolutely uh Massacre. Yeah, I could see it too. Mitch, read my comment. Yeah. Scott what, what was the total for this game? 55? 55. I could easily see Miami getting to that on their own. I could see that too. You know, um, Derek, Derek King, um, and I know I'm hanging a lot on a guy who was injured, you know, too. Um, so, you know, you never know if he's going to hold up, but, uh, you know, this guy in, in the scrimmage, you know, <laughs> threw for like, you know, and ran and did all those things. And that was against the Miami defense. So I can only imagine what this one's going to be. Um, you know, traditionally, um, hurricane football has always started like the good, the good teams. And, you know, we, we haven't seen them. This was a six and seven team that lost to Louisiana tech in their bowl game last year. So we obviously haven't seen it, but. Traditionally, Miami football starts with that these games are the layups. You know, Miami went through a run. You know, when you look at the Miami runs that they've had in their history, you know, the, the you know, two of the, the two longest winning streaks of the modern era, you know, that they've had. And then if you look at the other at the other streaks that they had, you know, the uh, eight out of nine national championship games in a row, you know, those type of streaks, the 59 game home winning streak. All those things, they all start with these games are the layups, you know. When you look at those runs that Miami had, that eight out of nine national championship games, um, you you look at who they lost, the five losses that they had. Florida State, twi- Florida State twice, Notre Dame, Washington, and it was like another team like that, you know. That was like, and that Washington team, you know, had won a national championship. 
Florida State, Notre Dame, Washington. I forget what, it, what the other one is, but it wasn't like, you know, it was somebody like in that ballpark. Anyways, you guys know where I stand on this one. Not a lot of mystery, of course, but I will say we ain't no dream team. We're your worst nightmare. Go Canes, baby. <laughs> You're going to be upset they'd happen to lose outright or something like that. Oh, if, they lose, if they lose outright, <laughs> believe me, I, I was upset when they lost to Louisiana Tech in the bowl game. I've been upset as bad as the teams. I was, I was upset through, you know, a lot of times in the last, you know, 15 to 20 years. You know, I've been upset well, no a ton way, of times. There's no way they're going to lose. There's no way they're going to lose. But. Well, I didn't think they would lose to Louisiana Tech either, you know. But it's like the the issue that Miami has had is that they've had great defenses, but the offense has been has hung them out to dry. They've hung the defense out to dry. They've hung them out there. It's like you can't go three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Interception, 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 interception. And I think that's the difference here is that, you have a difference maker at quarterback. You have a real difference maker. You have a guy who's done it before. You have a guy who's looked down the throat of Oklahoma and beat their ass by himself. He beat their ass. You know, look at look at Houston's, you know, the last time he played the full season. Look at who they beat. I mean... I think Houston went through a stretch where they were covering a bunch at the beginning of last season before no, he no. got hurt. No, but look at two years ago, you know, Houston. That's that's when he played. And uh, you know, that was that was his big year. And, you know, we'll take a look at their schedule and look at his numbers in those games. So here's a you know, and like I said, there's no guarantees in sports, but I'm gonna say this is a stone cold lock of death, right? I mean, we've seen horrible officiating just last night affect the outcome of a game. So we know it can happen. I like horrible officiating when it benefits me. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you know, who who doesn't? But at the same time, it's like I, I even I I actually would rather win it fair and square, you know. Oh, we'll see you in Game 7 in Toronto and Boston. Oh. Anyways, I'll get back to his records at Houston. Let's get into the NBA. Just, I mean, horrific last night. I mean, it was unwatchable crap, um, that Celtics-Raptors game. It makes you not want to watch the NBA anymore. Yeah, you should be on this. You, you can have a show. That's the beauty of, of YouTube is you could have a show. You could have a real name and you could have a real picture. You could do a lot of things. So go ahead, man. You, should, you could have your own show. You don't need to be on this one. You, know? you don't need to be on ours. You know, we only have real people here. You, know, you have to actually look into a camera and talk. You can't be like some fake picture and fake name. Anyways, Brian, Lakers and Rockets. Lakers kind of just toyed with them last game. James Harden has not really showed up offensively in this series. Russell Westbrook has had his struggles, and now the Lakers are starting to go when the Rockets figured, well, if we shut down LeBron and Anthony Davis, which they couldn't do anyway, um, we're probably in good shape. Now Rondo decides maybe he'll be vintage Rondo. You know, <laughs> it's like really took it to him, right? It's like, where has this guy been, you know, the last eight years? <laughs> so, 
I can't. The the last time Rondo was relevant, right, was against the. Uh, was against we lost Chris. Last time when he played for the Boston Celtics, I believe he was relevant. Right, that's what that's what it was when they beat the Lakers in the championship. But um, let's see what we got. Gonna have to change. I gotta somehow find how to change the scene because Chris has just bailed on us somehow. Rondo kind of reminds me of uh, Lowry in today's Toronto Raptors. Just a gritty player that yeah you know, takes it to the hoop. Well, he sure didn't look like that. <laughs> now all of a sudden, I don't know where he does. <laughs> Watched him shoot brick after brick after brick for uh, a whole season, a whole couple seasons. Yeah, it's been terrible. <laughs> it's been real bad. But uh, what do you think tonight in this one? I think you're going to see a defensive struggle. I think uh, you're going to see the best performance Harden's had in the playoffs. So give me the under here. I think it goes under the total. Doggers didn't cover. The Dodgers. Doggers? I don't know. The Doggers? The dogs didn't cover, maybe. No, it's because the Dodgers covered the run line, right? Yeah, I thought they won 6-4. Yeah, something like that. In extra innings? Or something like that. Yeah, this guy's got to go. Anyways, it's raining in Kansas City. Yeah, I thought I thought that I thought that David Johnson for uh, for Hopkins was probably one of the worst trades in the NFL as well. I mean, it all, we'll see how it plays out. A couple of years ago, David Johnson was the guy, right? I mean, Brian's a fantasy guy that people were acting like it was Herschel Walker or something. Last year, David Johnson was my number one pick in fantasy football, and I still won that league, but that was a horrible pick. Chris's power went out. Is that what he's saying? That's what he just messes me up. His power right. went out. Well, we'll go without him. Rod, what do you think in this one? Houston and the Lakers. Uh, I, I think the first three quarters are uh, a tight, close battle. And then in the fourth, uh, LeBron turns like Kawhi and just turns beast. And puts Houston out of misery. Give me the Lakers. Harden will gas. Harden, Harden will hit the fourth court and gas because he'll try too hard. He'll try to do it all. He'll try to carry the whole team on his shoulder. And he'll gas and LeBron will just run right over him in the fourth. Fuller is the new wide receiver in Houston. This guy is hurt all the time. All the time. He's the type of guy who walks out of the locker room. I got a splinter. Yes, yeah, so he pretty much is a hangnail type guy, you know. No, I think Deshaun Jackson's the guy that's hurt all the time. Yeah, he's. He, he, I think Deshaun Jackson. At least, at least he's had years of where he actually did play. Yep. I wonder if Chris, Chris will be back. To, uh... All right, so we got uh, Major League Baseball action. I'm just not sure, you know, I mean, after last night's officiating, <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's like, it's, we need to talk to the, to the refs, I guess, and, and see who the, who's going to win. Cause it, it's not decided by the better team or the play on the court. I think you night. might see a similar result, but the refs keeping uh, rockets in it, but that's just me. It's two, it's two, one. It's not three, one. Right. 
Well, if you go down 3-1, you're basically toast. But. Yeah, but it was 3-1. You know, it's like it's not an elimination game like the Celtics were. Yeah, no. Not yet. So, so we got um, Major League Baseball. Afternoon. The Tigers back on the field after scoring 19 runs um, or after getting 19 scored on them. Uh, Tarek Skubal, still, you know, 19 runs, whatever, 28 runs. It only counts as one, you know, and just like, you know, I had, um, I don't even know who I had. I had the Cubs, right? You Darvish, and it's like I lost. Um, gave up three runs in the first inning, and that was the game. Um, that is no different than losing 19 nothing, as far as my ticket went. Jack Flaherty's been sensational for the Cardinals. Scooble, the Tigers are pretty high on him. It's a doubleheader. It's game one. What are you looking at here, Brian? I think the Cardinals take both ends of the doubleheader. This is usually a time of year where the Cardinals start heating up. Uh, I'm going to lay the one and a half with the Cardinals. Yep, Wednesday and Fridays, free for all. Got uh How about you, Rod? Uh I'm gonna take a shot with Scooble here. Uh, I think maybe maybe Detroit uh, I'll bounce back after their nineteen nothing shellacking. You give me Detroit here. It's gonna be I like the under six. Got um Oakland against Houston. Manaya up against Irquiti. Oakland just minus 145 in this one. Seems like a lot of value there, Brian. Definitely a lot of value with Oakland. They cashed from yesterday. It was a little high juicer that I took. And I think Manaya has been uh, pitching better his last three or four starts. So I'm going to go with Oakland today. Yeah, I agree with Brian there. Uh, give, me, give me Oakland. Uh, I think Oakland squeezes out a win here. These T-shirt shippings to Europe and Canada take weeks and weeks and weeks. Rod, how long did it take for you to get your shirt? Like a month, right? About a month, yeah. Over yeah. over three weeks, anyway. Yeah, and it, you know, takes a long time. Well, because it hits customs, so, and then customs keeps it for who knows how long. The hurricane schedule. They play the ACC, right? They play Florida State, Clemson. That's who they play. That's their. Divisional state. So they have North Carolina? They had Michigan State on there, but um, they had Michigan State, but that game was canceled because Michigan State didn't want to play them. I mean, the, the schedules are going to be off. The only, like, you know, you want to talk about easy schedules. Alabama, for some reason, never draws anybody from the other side. Never, right? This year they have Georgia. But they, I mean, when's the last time they drew Georgia? It was like Saban's first year as head coach. It was like, it had to be at least 12 years ago. It was the last time Alabama drew Georgia from the other side. And they haven't drawn Florida at all. So, you want to talk about weak schedules. Well, they usually have to beat Georgia in the championship, SEC championship, though. Maybe maybe the last year or two, but not you know, traditionally from Florida. No? But it doesn't matter. It's, I mean, the regular season games, you know, Alabama plays like Western Alabama. You know, they play like those teams at a conference. They'll play like one beginning of the season game, and it's like it was Duke last year. Um, 
and it was Louisville the year before that. But they act like it's like this main event because they played at a neutral site. Chris is back. Welcome back, Chris. Oh, thank you. All right. Yeah, nice, to have, nice to have my power back on. Even sound better. Even sound better. But um, so we got um, we just got we're just at the uh, Astros against the A's. Little suspicious line here. What do you think? Uh, give me Oakland. I, I know the line does look suspicious, but I don't like Jose Arquiti. I, I, I'll take Oakland here. I think they. Uh, I think the A's know if they win this game, they can take a big step towards locking up that division. Got um, Texas against the Angels. Brian, you like your Angels at minus one seventy? No, not at one seventy. I'll be getting just crushed again with the Angels after they won a couple in a row. I well, started looking at it. Well, because they won they, they won those games at home, and they're six and fifteen on the road this season. But in this one, I think the Rangers have all the value. It's it's tough because a lot of looks like a lot of public on the Rangers too. But I'm gonna take them and give them a chance. I show sixty six percent on the Angels. Brian, uh, Rod, what do you think? Uh, yeah, give me Texas here. I don't know this guy's Owen. The pitcher that's starting, he has yet to win at uh, Globe Life Field. He's zero four with a six nine seven. Um, but I'm not taking the Angels. Ugh, I don't even care if it's Dylan Bundy. Definitely uh, not a bad game. I am betting. How good is Miami's defense? Well, they've had one of the top defenses in college football for about the last fifty years. Look at every NFL roster. Look at their look at the Miami defensive players across the NFL at every single position, and I'll tell you that's how good the Miami defense is. Chris, how many times we see the turnover chain? Yeah, it's like about one hundred and fifty. <laughs> yeah, even you know, you, it's like you can go like you know year by year by year by year by year, and it's like you know, I mean, you could, I I don't know, it, the, the defense has I, never been the issue. No. Chris, how about the uh, A's or uh, the uh, Rangers and the Angels? Give me the over. I think uh, I think Bundy has a regression start here, and Kyle Gibson's been getting shelled all year, so give me the over. Okay. Got uh, speaking of overs, Jordan Zimmerman's pitching today <laughs> against Austin Gomber. Jordan Zimmerman just not. Good. Not good. Um, I'm looking at these. I'm looking at these hurricanes in the NFL. <laughs> That's why we're doing this. And I'm telling you, almost every single team has one. You know, at least at least one. And most of these guys are are stars. You know. Um. Brian, what do you think of Jordan Zimmerman, Austin Gomber? Jordan Zimmerman used to be my go-to fade. I think he might be the highest-paid, worst pitcher in baseball. If it's a competition, so I'm going to take the Cardinals minus one and a half here. Oh, my sleeper for NFL fantasy football is DJ Dallas. I totally forgot about him yesterday. He's my sleeper. 
What team does he play for? Seahawks. Um, how about you, Rod? Gomber, uh, I agree. Give me, give, give me the Cardinals uh, on the run line. I think you might be able to go two and a half in this one when the Cardinals are going to beat up Detroit game two. Chris? Yeah, I'll lay the touchdown with the with the Cardinals here. <laughs> I, think this is, I think this is a beat down from start to finish. Close to what we saw from the Tigers yesterday. Even in a seven-inning seven game. You think the Tigers would just buy out Zimmerman and, and release him? I don't know why they send him out there. Austin Voth against Robbie <laughs> Erland. Chris <laughs> is the Voth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how hard I laughed audibly at 2 in the morning when I saw Austin Voth pitching for the, <laughs> for the Nationals. <laughs> Uh, just after the Braves had scored 29 runs, and I said, eh, it could get close to that. But uh, I love the over here. Absolutely love the over. Yep, Miami was 90th in offense last year. Anyways, uh, Brian, how about you, Austin Both and Robbie Erland? This is a gem. No, I agree with Chris. I'm going with... Uh... I think it gets easily over 15 runs in this game, so I'm going to take the over. This should be one of those England totals from last year. Yeah, I agree. Give me the over. Uh, big pile of runs coming. <laughs> Piles of <laughs> That might be the understatement of the year so far. I'm not putting the mortgage on Miami. I got a few mortgage payments on it, though. <laughs> um Brady Singer against Aaron Savali in Cleveland. The Royals kind of showing people why you don't bet minus 250. <laughs> I mean, this is what they've been doing all season. Yeah, I'm not a big Singer fan, but in this one, I'm going to take a shot with the Royals. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of plus money there, and they're competitive with Cleveland. How about you, Rod? Well, uh, Indians bounce back here today. Give me the Indians on the run line. I don't like Singer. Singer does not look good. He looked horrible his last start out. He gave up 10 hits and big whack of runs. Yeah, no, give me the Indians here. There's a comment here. Every fan base thinks there's unique, but we have the 59-game home winning streak that they don't have. Right? We have, the, we have the longest home winning streak, So, which means that my friends and I have the longest home tailgate winning streak also. Let's go with that. Anyways, Chris? <laughs> Yeah, I've been burned by the Indians a couple times in this series. I'll, I'll take a shot with the Royals. A lot of plus money. Got uh, the Marlins, Sandy Alcantara against Jake Arrieta. Marlins uh, didn't waste anything uh, yesterday. I think you see uh, another good performance. Marietta actually had one good one this season. Last time out, went seven innings. I think uh, Arlen's pitching staff uh, pitches well today after yesterday. So take the under. How about I agree. You? Uh, give me the, give me the under under nine here as well. Yeah, I'm on the under as well. I like Alcantara, and I think Marietta does have a decent start here. So give me the under. 
Okay, we've got the Red Sox and the Rays. I like the Marlins in that one, too. We've got the uh, Rays and the Red Sox. Mike, kick them where it hurts. Um, up against Josh Fleming, who didn't look so unbeatable last time. I'm going to lean to the uh, Rays minus one and a half here against a bad Boston team. Uh, just a lean. I'm not rushing to bet this one. Rod? Yeah, I take the Rays here. I'm going to give me the Rays minus one and a half. And give me the over. I think we see double digits in this one. I think we easily see double digits. Speaking of double digits, Garrett Cole's pitching today up against Keegan Aiken. The Yankees, a game now over 500. That's what, see what $35 million a year gets you. Take a look at the latest on Garrett Cole after last time. Shellacking. Uh, He is up to a 3.63 ERA, 4-3 record. 70 Ks, 14 walks, and an opponent 277 on base percentage against them. Ryan, you want to pay 35 million for a 277 on base percentage? <laughs> no, and I don't want to lay minus 250 on the Yankees today. Give me the Orioles plus money. Love it. Keegan Aiken was large and in charge last time against the Yankees. Rod. Yeah, he won his last start against the Yankees, I believe. He was oh, he was large and in charge. He dominated them. I mean, I don't. I think how many hits did they get? Let's see. Take a look at the at the box score. He is absolutely stormed up. Three hits, eight Ks, four walks, ninety-one pitches, no runs. So, I'll take a ball for her. Spread knowledge likes the Orioles too, Chris. Yeah, I'm I'm with everybody in this one. I like the Orioles as well. All right. Got uh, the Reds and the Cubs, man. I took the Cubs yesterday. You Darvish gave up a three-run home run in the first inning, and that was the game. That was the whole game was that. Um, sometimes it works that way. Brian, what do you yeah, think? I- I got taken out by the Cubs, too, yesterday. They suckered me in. Uh, not today. This is a premium pick for me. I'm going to go with the Reds here. I think Sonny Gray has a dominant performance on the mound. How about you, Rod? Cubs bounce back or uh, Sonny Gray? Uh, I'm going to take the Cubs here. I think the Cubs bounce back and get a win. And how about you, Chris? I'm going to take the Cubs as well. I, I this price is trying to beg you to take Sonny Gray, so I'll, uh, I'll take the Cubs and the plus money. All right, we got the Padres up against the Giants. Padres minus one seventy one here against the Giants team that has not been bad. And Cahill's pitched pretty well. Paddock, I think, has been a little erratic. I like the Giants in this one. This was a late line, or else it probably would have been a premium for me. How about you, Brian? Yep, late line, and Cahill, he's surprised me so far this season. I didn't expect him to be as uh, uh, proficient as he's been. Uh, I'll go with the Giants here. That's Hi, Mitch. I hope you're well. Would you consider MLS picks in your daily podcast, too, um, if there was absolutely no other sports at all on? I think the, uh, the under nine here. Uh, we have a nice picture. a little battle going today. Give me the under nine. How about you, Chris? I'm going to lean towards the over. I know Cahill's dealing with a with a 
hip issue, and I think if he leaves early, I think they've got Drew Smiley pegged as the uh, as the long reliever, and I don't like Drew Smiley. And Chris Paddock's given up a few runs, so I like the over. So, so Al Ninos can't wait till right before the game to bet on the Dodgers. So there's value at minus one and a half at minus one sixty five <laughs> betting it the night before. I, I'm I totally don't understand that uh, comment. I wish I did. Um, there's there's just no value at all in the Dodgers. I mean zero. I mean the night before the line was minus one and a half minus one sixty five on last night's game, which it took them till the very end. I mean it was a nail biter all the way. It wasn't like a slam dunk. Let's call it what it is. Brendan Cooks, yeah, that's who it is. He's like Brendan Cooks has become this renter renter receiver, right? He just moves to a different team every single year. And the thing is, he's one of those guys who's kind of, he's good, right? He's good. He's not like an elite wide receiver, but he's kind of like a B plus, right? And it's like, but every year he's on a different team. He must make a ton of money. He must make a ton. He's a hired gun. You know, he gets a new contract every year. His agent, yeah. his agent gets a workout, man. His agent earns that 10%. But I'm sure it's, I'm sure he gets way more than that ten percent, changing teams every single year. It's risky. Get injured, it's like you got nothing to fall back on. He's a smaller guy too. Dustin May against Madison Bumgarner. This one's at Arizona. I think when I did the um, video, I thought it was at um, L.A., but uh, it's actually at Arizona. I think this is Bumgarner's best start of the year, which isn't saying much, uh, but I'm going to lean to the under nine and a half here. He kind of always gets up for the Dodgers traditionally in his career. Rod? Yep. Yeah, give me Arizona here. I'll take a shot with Arizona. Chris? Yeah, Bumgarner's having a terrible year, but I think if if there's one start he's going to get up for to sort of turn things around, have a nice story come out of it, I think it's this one. So give me a, give me Arizona. He sent shirts to Moscow. I don't know how much it would cost. I guess if your super chat was was high enough, I would. Um, I think ten rubles. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you, those European ones cost a fortune. It costs like twenty five bucks to send one to, to to England. You know. And then they have to pay taxes on it once they get there. It's like you're better off having them printed there for yourself. Um, anyways, that covers Major League Baseball for today. We got one NHL game. That is it for today. Um, Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know. Dogs have kind of ruled the roost in the NHL this season, but um, it's been a little chalky lately. Tampa Bay Lightning, who can go suck it, ended up winning. And, you know, they didn't cover any puck line, which a lot of people had them on. But, um, Rod, what's your opinion here? Uh, for me here, Dallas bounces back uh, and gets themselves a win here. Um, they just looked a little bit sloppy last game. Uh, they, they, they cleaned that up, come back hard here. Give me Dallas. I thought yesterday was a really tough day, but I only gave out three games. So I knew, I knew, like, when I look at a card, I can say, like, you know, today is probably not the best day, and that's when you usually see it, when I have very few plays. I don't, I don't love today's card either, to be honest with you. It's just I wanted to have an NFL and NBA you know, and all that other stuff. 
wanted to do it. Um, and that's what people expect of me that have the longer-term packages. Chris, what do you think here? you think the stars uh, bounce? I mean, this, is, this could be a good series. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good series. I, I like I like Dallas to bounce back as well. I think uh, that's where the value is. We're getting decent prices with a Dallas team. I think this game's almost closer to a coin flip than a lot of people think. So give me Dallas here. I'll tell you what, it's a consensus. I got Dallas too. All the value of stars today. Get it done. Miami defense has not been the best over the last 10 years, let alone 50. I would say consistently across the board. <laughs> if you look at the best defenses over the last 50 years, like just combine the last 50 years of college football and say who have been the best defenses, I would say Miami was probably number one. Like overall, if you take the body of work of the last 50 years, I would say that Miami is number one. I would say Alabama is probably two. And I think when you look at NFL players drafted over that period, I think it's I think it's going to read exactly the same way in the first round. And NFL players that went on to play in the Hall of Fame from those schools, I think it's going to read exactly the same way too. And I think you look at national championships played for, and it reads exactly the same way too. All righty. So time for the parlay section of the show. And we got so many comments. People, someone said, you know, that I couldn't keep up with the comments, you know, during the when they're coming out because, you know, this is what happens when you have six hundred people watching your show. Just, you know, it's not like I have stopped with the comments at all, you know, for one second. It our comments get aggravated. Here's a super chat. Thank you, Robert. Send me your name, address, and shirt size. I'll send you a T-shirt just like the one I'm wearing. I'll be tailgating here in Maui. It's not, it won't be tonight. It'll be this afternoon. Um, Six-hour time difference. So they, the games start super early here, which I like. So that 3 o'clock um, live show that we'll be doing tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern, will be, that's actually at 9 o'clock my time, and this show starts at 4.30 a.m. my time. Well, Chris, it's that time of the show. Um <laughs> Time for your parlay. What do you think? So I'm going to go three dogs for my birdcage. I'm going to go with the Royals, uh, the Orioles, and the Diamondbacks. I checked on the parlay calculator. 20 bucks gets you about 27 times your money. How about, how about you, uh, Rod? For me, I'm going to go... Uh, all MLB. I'm going to go uh, Cubs money line, uh, Cardinals game two uh, minus one and a half, and the Orioles on the money line. Ten rubles is thirteen cents. <laughs> <laughs> I like my. You can pay me in rubles next month. I like rubles. I would like to know what Al. I'd like to know what Al Ninos's returns are on the Dodgers this year, because he he takes them every single game. I'd love to know what your returns are. I'm sure they're negative. On that, on just the Dodgers. I know your other picks, you know, you did whatever, but I'm going to guess on the Dodgers, you're negative money. Anyways, um, Brian? Um, I'm going to take the Orioles, Phillies, and Reds, three-game parlay there. Taking Miami, Miami, and Miami. That's going to be my parlay. 
Anyways, this is Mitch. Thanks for joining me. We'll have a great day. And, uh, of course, I'll see you guys tonight at 6 o'clock. I'm on Thursdays on the live show, uh, on the 6 p.m. live show. So I'm one of the guests tonight for uh, with Tony T and the guys. So I'll see you guys at the 6 o'clock live show. They're going to go out tons of, tons of picks on that show. I'm going to talk about the Miami game, though, every second that they let me speak. Um, it'll be close to kickoff. <laughs> so uh, be sure to, uh, sure to join me. Um, if you want to hear me talk more about Miami and uh, show off my ticket stub collection. <laughs> <laughs> no pennant collection of the Miami Hurricanes. No, I have my off. I have my ticket stub collection of the 50, programs. The fifty nine game home winning streak ticket ticket stub collection, and I you know that's the longest home winning streak in the history of college football. Didn't lose a they home got game. Schedule, they got schedule a hard opponent at home now, baby. Notre Dame, Oklahoma three Not times. Uh, Oklahoma three times. That's before they were in the Big East. That's true. My, my Miami, before they were in the Big East, they were independent. Everybody played them because they were terrible before then. And schedules were, were done 10 years out back then. So, like, if you look at the Miami schedules back then, they're all Notre Dame, Penn State, Florida State, Florida. Every single year was like that, Oklahoma. And it, they swept them. That's how you go from zero to hero and win national championships. Anyways. We could talk about this all day. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a great day. Be sure to smash the like button. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Get near, closer and closer to that goal of 10 million subscribers. Have a great day. And, of course, we'll try and act more professional tomorrow.